It's Tuesday, June 15th, 2010. For years, the oil industry swore this could never happen. The nightmare well. Extreme storms lash the Ozarks. Plus, oil industry in the hot seat. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Seafood from the Gulf of Mexico is safe to eat. Now, I had some of that seafood for lunch, and it was delicious. We'll leave the snarky comment to Stephen Colbert today. The latest news from Louisiana. From now on, every order of shrimp comes pre-blackened. That does sound delicious. This is your Green News Report. Today's Green News Report, sponsored in part by Velvet Revolution's new campaign, ProtectOurElections.org, fighting for real election reform in Congress once and for all. Please join the fight against corporate influence, voter suppression, and unverifiable privatized voting systems. Sign the petition to demand election reform from Congress now at protectourelections.org. That's protectourelections.org. Okay, Desi Doyen, it is day uh, 50 out of who knows at this point how long we've been gushing oil into the Gulf. It's day 57. Day 57. Okay, what do you have for us? Well, extreme storms have lashed Arkansas and Oklahoma. Torrential rainstorms in Arkansas caused flash flooding that killed 20 campers in a campground in the middle of the night over the weekend. Flash floods also swept through Oklahoma City on Monday. The deluge dumped nearly a foot of rain in six hours. Hundreds were rescued from their submerged cars. It's been a record winter and a record spring for storms. Record flooding just a few weeks ago in Nashville, also in Rhode Island and South Dakota. Now, while climate scientists repeat that no one weather event can be blamed on global warming, they do predict a trend toward more extreme weather events. Yeah, it's odd. We don't hear the climate deniers out there pointing to all of these storms as a proof that there's not climate change, do we? Well, that wouldn't fit, would it? No, it wouldn't fit with the narrative. And like we said, it's day 57 of the BP oil disaster in the Gulf. President Obama made his fourth trip to the Gulf Coast on Monday and Tuesday, traveling the coast from Louisiana to Mississippi to Alabama to Pensacola, Florida. On the trip, the president encouraged Americans to visit the Gulf and the many beaches that aren't affected by the spill. He also announced a new initiative to ensure that seafood coming out of the Gulf is safe. Seafood from the Gulf today is safe to eat. But we need to make sure that it stays that way. Yeah, it's safe today, maybe, from some of it, but okay. The president will speak to the nation on the BP oil disaster on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, his first ever Oval Office speech. Now, will he go small and talk only about the direct response to the BP oil disaster, or will he go big and call for the nation to transition to clean energy? Will he call for Congress and the Senate to transition to clean energy? They're the ones who need to pass a clean energy bill now. He needs to put pressure on his own Democrats. In an interview with Roger Simon of Politico.com, Obama said the BP oil disaster quote, rivals 9-11 in its ability to change the course of American history. Frankly, I hope that it does. This is the 9-11 for the clean energy movement world. It needs to be. We need to take a direct turn at this point, uh, the way we took a direct turn to supposedly fight terrorism all of a sudden. Now is the moment to be seized to change our energy future. The only question is, will Obama make that happen? 
Senate Democrats are pressuring BP to set up an escrow account of $20 billion, diverting a planned dividend payment to shareholders, setting aside that money instead to pay claims for individuals and businesses. But today, in a hearing on Capitol Hill, BP America CEO Lamar McKay declined to commit to setting up any kind of outside account at this time. Congressional investigators released a preliminary report detailing five major fatal decisions made by BP managers on the Deepwater Horizon rig in its last days, alleging that BP ignored warnings in favor of cutting costs. One BP engineer reportedly called the rig the nightmare well. Read it yourself at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. The other companies here today will contend that this was an isolated incident. BP wasn't the only company in the hot seat today. The CEOs of all the major oil companies were summoned to the House Committee on Energy and Environment to testify on their oil spill response plans, or the lack thereof. Democrats criticized the oil companies for all having nearly identical oil spill response plans for the Gulf, which are, of course, clearly inadequate. Congressman Bart Stupak, Democrat of Michigan, criticized Exxon for its limited oil spill response plan. While ExxonMobil has 40 pages on on its media response strategy, its plan for resource protection is only five pages long, and its plan for oil removal is just nine pages long. I think what the hearings tell us is that these problems are endemic across the industry. It's not just BP. They're the unlucky bastards who had an oil well blow up on them. But all of these oil companies are similarly unprepared for a disaster like this, and they've been allowed to get away with it. Read about that and much more at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. And today we're welcoming aboard our newest affiliate, The Nicole Sandler Show. You can check her out at radioornot.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And we'll let the President of the United States sing us out today. This has been your Green News Report. I talk to the experts, experts, so I know who's asked to kick, kick some butt. So I know who's asked to kick, so I, so I know who's asked to kick, kick some butt.